welcome to Are We There Yet? An Education and Exploration in Anime. I am Patrick Dugan, your anime idiot. I'm Dana Hollander, an anime expert. And I'm Brenda McCullough, your wyvern butler. Ooh. (laughs) Pulling out those fancy dragon words. Yeah. (laughs) I play a lot of fantasy games. I don't like outside. I watch Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually a common misconception. Dragons have four limbs and wings. Wyverns only have two legs and wings. Well, there you go. There's now your nerd. Is it no. too late to kick you out of this podcast for being too big <laughs> and of a And that's nerd? a rock fact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Tis the season. Tis the uh, season. So, uh, what are we watching this week, Brendan? Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Ooh. Ooh. It came out ooh, last year, I believe. Yeah. Because uh, me and one of our uh, old co-workers bonded over the show. Um, nice. So Got I that believe. fresh, fresh anime. Yeah. Mm, hot uh, off the presses. It might be one of the... Oh, uh, no. Uh, My Hero Academia is pretty new. Um, but yeah, it's definitely one of the newer ones. And it is... Oh, boy. Quick summary of this. Lady goes wandering out into the woods after getting real drunk after work one night. Well... Hold on. Well, yeah, uh, I need to give you my uh, bullshit guess of I what do it too, because oh, I haven't sorry. seen this. <laughs> yeah. Right. Also, we're going to watch it. Cool your yeah. jets. <laughs> Just so excited. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, let me let me guess. I haven't given uh, a wild uh, guess based on the title only in a little while. You got a big um, title for it. Yeah. So, here is my theory. This is the story of a family of dragons where the estranged dad is kicked out and he dresses up as a maid so he can connect with his kids. And it's anime missed out fire. Oh, I was like, why does this sound familiar? Oh my god. I hope so. I just, I, I just, oh. I've, I've heard of it, but I don't know exactly what it's about. So I was just like, oh, Miss Kobayashi either has a dragon maid or gets one. But that's great. <laughs> I like Dugan's idea better. Why Mrs. do I not write anime? <laughs> Honestly. Mrs. Dragonfire is much better. <gasps> oh my god. Yes, please. <laughs> write it down. Write that down. I know uh, the TM. Trademark. That's ours. <laughs> Mrs. Dragonfire is my drag name. I'm sending this uh, <laughs> podcast to the patent. <laughs> <laughs> it's your dragon name. <laughs> <laughs> I know they didn't want to do a, puns. I know they Ugh. didn't want to do a Mrs. Doubtfire sequel, and I agree with them. But maybe a reboot as a dragon anime. Yeah, I think it's fair trade to just do anything with uh, anime. Let's <laughs> let's just remake all the things we don't want actual sequels of in anime. Aladdin Perfect. anime. That's oh, give me a while. There's probably something already uh, very similar to an Aladdin anime. The Firefly reboot will be anime. Oh, God, the Firefly. <laughs> oh, no. Not that. <laughs> I'll put my foot down for that. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, Dana, right. what, what do you think's going on with this uh, 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 show? Like I said, I literally am just like, she probably gets a maid. <laughs> or has one. I, I don't know, but I don't know, like how or why or you know i've seen i've seen the dragon maid i've seen her i've seen people cosplay her so yeah she got very the show got very popular very quickly it's it's one of those like uh girl and leg on where the characters are just like really good designs and the cosplay for some of the characters is really easy some some are a little trickier but still on the you know you're not wearing a gundam suit so yeah yeah you don't need a, a foam armor set yeah yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it's very delightful characters, and people got very attached to them very quickly. I'm excited. Yeah, it's a good Me too. All right, shall we tidy up our house and go watch this uh, 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 maid show? Uh, <laughs> reaching, we're reaching now. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, that was just we, we lost all that momentum from before. Uh, yes, I'm ready. All right, Do let it. me let me hide in shame for a little bit. (laughs) 
Alright, we just watched the first three episodes of Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. A whole mm-hmm. new world. <laughs> a dazzling <laughs> place I know. Oh, because the flying sequence. Well, sure, but also oh. a it dazzling is a new place world. I never knew. <laughs> it's a fun romp. It's a good yeah. ride. I believe a romp getting... is a good word for it. I believe they're getting a second season. I know the manga's still ongoing, but it's it's much mm. shorter. So, like, the manga, I don't know exactly, might have, like, 75 chapters, but they're only, like, less than 10 p- uh, pages each. So it's, like, mm. much easier to burn through. Um, so yeah, each it episode... seems like something that isn't the most plot-intensive. Yeah, so that's why we uh, saw there kind of was, like, breaks in between uh, yeah. sort of, like, plot. Mm-hmm. And then it seems like, like, a third of the plot would just be, or a third of the episode would be its own plot, and then just kind of be finished in that. Because, like, those are the it. chapters. Like, so they have, like, multiple chapters per episode. I was into that, like little little sections, little tiny arcs within yeah. the episodes. Yeah, it was, it was nice fresh. to get. Yeah, nice little bite-sized narratives. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's quickly. I watched all three episodes dubbed. Me too. I did dub sub dub. So I watched episode two subbed. The Brendan classic. Yeah. yeah. The Brendan sandwich. The the sub Sam. <laughs> Sub Saiyan. Um, <laughs> it's it's kind of interesting hearing the dub because I've already watched it once all the way through Salt, and I'm like, yeah, these are the characters I know. And then hearing them again, it's kind of like, huh, it's it's not bad. It's just different. Mm. Yeah, I really like this dub. I thought I the writing too. was very snappy and very good for an adaptation. Mm-hmm. I've really been into this like casual sound that like newer dubs have. Yeah. Like, I feel like the actors aren't trying as hard to be like, this is an anime. It's more just like, yeah. this is the world I inhabit, and this is normal. And I like that. Like, Reagan felt very yeah. casual, mm-hmm. like in Mob Psycho. I think it's good, too, because it's not all just the super super action-y shounen anime now. Like, there, I don't know if it's a more popular trend or if it's increasing, but there does seem to be more, like, casual, relaxed lounge anime, if you want to call it that. Sure. Of like, yeah, this is just like a good, like, you know, mental cleanser at the end of a long day, as opposed to like, I'm going to defeat the bad guy and become the top warrior of my land. Ah! Like, not everything's intense. <laughs> Go off. <laughs> oh, can't wait to see that waveform in a little bit. Wow. <laughs> I'll be sending you my demo reel later this week. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's very cool to just hear, like, I think at one point Kobayashi says, Hella. Which is not something I would have expected in, like, a very proper yeah, show. Yeah, she does. So she like, does say hella. I was like, oh, cool, we're uh, South Californian uh, girls in 1997. Um, it's NorCal, thank you. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before a turf war starts, let's hop into episode one. <laughs> so, episode one. There's not much world building we really need to do for it. Uh, in this world, there's other worlds where dragons exist. And all of those myths and legends from old time are true. And that's mm. about it. Um, so right off the bat, step one, thick dragon. Step two, thick. invade personal space. Step three, maid. <laughs> yeah. That's how they it's open uh, it. I wasn't it's expecting a fairly to simple see, equation. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to see a whole dragon. Just big old dragon right off the bat. Um, she like she like lifted her head above the trees and I was like, oh, she that's big. a dragon. She a big old dragon. <laughs> If um, only the title warned me, there would be dragons <laughs> in this. You got so off guard. <laughs> so we see uh, who we uh, are going to find out is Toru. Um, Kind of called Dragon Maid because well, I'm terrible at pronouncing names. Um, flying into the city. And just stomps right down in front of an apartment building. And then we see the titular character, Miss Kobayashi, open up her front door of her apartment. And there's a big old dragon face. And does i think she roars and then transforms into a maid and that's miss kobayashi's dragon maid cut to intro wow yeah starts off just like you get the gist of it from the title so they're just like here it is and then start off another yeah. every word of the title is accounted for in like the first three minutes and it <laughs> yeah, just neatly there was, there was sets no waiting yeah. To find out what this was about. <laughs> <laughs> we know what you're here for. You know what you're here for. Let's get to it. Um, <laughs> and this intro, I wasn't thrilled about it at first, but as I watched the series, it grew on me. So me I'm curious too. to see how you guys liked it. When I was watching it at first, I was like, oh, I don't really like this. Like, it's mm-hmm. just too cutesy for me. 
But then on when I was watching the third episode, I was like, oh, I'm jamming to this. Like, yeah. I missed it. <laughs> yeah, it was jazzier than we've heard other intros be. Yeah, you got that good, uh, I was going to say bass line, but I actually don't remember if there was one. But yeah, it's, it's, it's real upbeat, real uh, colorful, real high energy. Yeah. I didn't pay a lot of attention to the animations, but I did, the glimpses that I saw, I was like, what's happening? It's, <laughs> it's a lot of yeah. weird shit happening. Yeah, a lot of just the characters dancing around. Yeah, flying Nothing in the like, sky. Yeah. Super um, innovative. Yeah. There's one shot where they are all, all flying in the sky, like spinning. And it's cool because you see a majority of those characters actually in the series. Like, they're not just random background characters. Um, so we do see them a little later. Despite, hmm. you know, how relevant they are to the actual story or not. We uh, get through the intro and we find out that Miss Kobayashi got real fucking drunk after work one time. And wandered into the woods. and As you do. As you do. It's perfectly safe. Um, Mm -hmm. Nothing can go wrong. And she finds a dragon. And somehow ends up inviting the dragon to stay with her. Yeah, they they just chill. Uh, We get the flashback as Kobayashi's like, oh, who is this maid? Uh, What's going on? And then we get the very drunk ramblings of, you should come live with me. Big mood. Yeah. She's slowly piecing together what she did the day, weekend, before, whenever, how long it's been. Um, and she's like, crap. Now I gotta live with this dragon who can transform <laughs> ah, into uh, a maid. And still retains her antlers and tail. And uh, so immediately, I didn't, I was always caught off guard by Toru's uh, pink highlights. I don't know, that just seemed like it never fit in with her dragon form. But it adds a lot yeah. to the character. It's like fire. Mm. Like fiery. Because it like gradiates up from the bottom. Oh, uh, okay. okay. No, <laughs> yeah. I see it now. Yeah. Well, I will say that they're human forms. Because, uh, spoilers, we do see other dragons. They don't super <gasps> line up with their actual dragon forms. Not, not no. super well. Yeah, because we have like the big green tail is all we see of uh, Toru's d- uh, dragonness mm-hmm. and the antlers. But like... Other than that, there's not like oh big and green themes. Yeah, Toru's got the big green tail. Got these kind of odd Japanese antlers. I don't know how to describe them. Several like antlers cut short, but I like them. Um, and she thick. Yeah, they call them horns. Yeah. Oh, she very thick. She very thick. Mm-hmm. Her titties are D for dragon. Yeah. Because they of course had to throw in that anime titty wobble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, while talking, Miss Kobayashi finds out that she's late for work and has to get there, like, immediately. And the quickest way to do that, or, well, she's talking to her and she's like, I don't need a maid. I talked to you. I invited you over when I was drunk. That was a mistake. I can't have you living with me. It'll be a mess. And then realizes she's late for work and's like, ah, shit, you're a dragon. Can you fly me to work real fast? Cut to, like, her on top of Toru's dragon form going, like, Mach 5, like, super fast. <laughs> That's when she says hella. Yeah. Miss Kobayashi goes, you're hella fast! And I'm just like, wow. It's a good Hip dub. to the lingo. <laughs> I understand kids. Whoever and... was writing the dub. <laughs> yeah, I understand kids so good. Uh, you wow. wrote this. <laughs> Got them millennial writers. This is also when Life is Strange came out where they were selling, saying hella every other word in that game. Kobayashi goes to work and then comes back and then addresses the whole ha- having a maid problem. And we find out that... I wouldn't call it a problem. Not a problem, but the situation. <laughs> so we find out that... Uh, find out a little bit here. We find out later on. Uh, Miss Kobayashi's got a, a thing for maids. She really enjoys maids. You can see in the background of her apartment, she's got like... I guess they're just calendar pages. But they have like very old-timey Victorian England like maid uh, pictures on them. Hmm. And when she sees Toru, she starts addressing, like, kind of talking her down. Like, why are you dressed like this maid? Like, why is this your outfit? And it's because Toru saw a maid cafe being advertised, like, as she was flying through the city. So she just copied one of their outfits, thinking that's what modern maids look like. And, I mean, she's not wrong. Um, but it's not quite to Kobayashi's liking. She's a very particular preference on mm. it. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, well... While we have a moment to actually teach me something, mm-hmm. uh, maid culture in Japan, I don't fully get it. <laughs> you, you and me both. <laughs> um, Does anyone I, know more about I it? I know less. I know less about maid cafes than I do about idols, but 
it's like a, uh, I don't want to say it's a similar idea, but like maid cafes are like it's just a bunch of cute girls that dress up in maid costumes and serve mostly men food. But it is just like a gimmicky thing. Like girls go there too. Women go there too. They're yeah. just cafes with maids. And like uh, conventions have them a lot. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's a little more fetishized. Yeah. Gotcha. I feel like a lot of stuff's more fetishized. Especially with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely like more popular with men. But yeah, anyone can go to it. It's not like Hooters necessarily. But it's like there are. The wait stuff is in you know particular outfits. Um, and it's just like the idea of like the weights of calling you master and like making you feel more comfortable. Like, you know, you're fancy, like you have your own butler and uh, maid and stuff, I guess. I don't know. I don't particularly understand it too much. Gotcha. Just sort of the power fantasy of ha- ha- being rich and having a maid. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Okay. Yeah. It's weird. Um, but they're very yeah. common or popular, uh, especially in Japan. There's always any anime high school event will do like a cultural festival and someone puts on a maid cafe in their school. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so we find out that uh, Toru can do maid stuff, um, namely cooking by incinerating everything and cleaning by licking uh, stains clean from her clothes because her saliva gets rid of stains, which is gross. <laughs> and Toru's got like magic, so it establishes very quickly dragons can cast uh, various forms of magic. Um, so that's the deus ex machina of just having shit appear and disappear at the whim. And while she's, uh, she cooks a bit for Kobayashi, like, trying to cook her dinner, and she just slaps down a huge chunk of her tail, like, cooked on a plate. I, <laughs> I don't know if eating her tail is a euphemism, but it's definitely a big Damn. running joke throughout the series, where she keeps trying to get, uh, Kobayashi to eat her tail, and Kobayashi refused to. Yeah, because it's also established that uh, Toru is very into uh, Miss Kobayashi. In every way conceivable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She is in love with yeah. her. And Kobayashi just got drunk and invited her back for a one-night stand sort of thing. Um, and uh, let's see. It's it's hard with the show because, like we said, there's not like a really clear linear plot. It's a lot of just like day-to-day stuff. So it's hard to remember where it all leads to. Um, yeah so sorry if i seem to be checking my notes more of this episode uh it is very disjointed and not very plot intensive there are the through lines but you'll get like one or two quick scenes per episode of Mm -hmm. like oh dragon world oh how you feel about this world oh all that stuff yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um oh so yeah uh Toru says, like, oh, I love you, uh, Miss Kobayashi. Like, that's why I want to live with you. I'm in love with you. Like, <laughs> she says, like, very sexually. Or I forget that. I didn't write down the quote. But she says, like, I'm into you sexually. Like, I'm into you in yeah. every conceivable way. Well, because Miss Kobayashi is like, you love me? Like, yeah. Like, what do you mean? And she's like, I like you sexually. Like, she's not, it's not in, like, a weird way. Like, she's just, like, straight up, like. I'm into you. I'm into you. Yeah. I want you to know. <laughs> And Kobayashi says, like, oh, I'm not into women or dragons. Fucking prude. Um, Whatever. Please. <laughs> oh, give it time, sweetie. <laughs> you will be. This is um, the first episode, Miss Kobayashi. You have time. <laughs> Kobayashi starts thinking, like, eh, you know what? Maybe I can have someone, like, watch the apartment while I'm gone. And, like, maybe if I need to do that transportation thing again, like, it'll be very convenient if I miss the train. So, you know what? All right, fine. You can stay here. And she lets uh, Toru stay with her. Um, but she sticks her, like, mostly, she, she avoids transportation and mostly sticks to, like, house duty stuff. Because she doesn't want to have to explain why her maid has a tail or antlers or why she has a maid in an apartment. Um, and during the day-to-day cleaning stuff of, like, housework, Taru calls some of her friends to try and get some advice. So she calls up Fafnir? Fafnir? Fafnir. Yeah. Um, so we find out that she's got other friends and she's able to stick in contact with them. I guess she just casts a spell on the phone and is able to just call her friends in a magical realm. Um, and Fafnir just immediately is like, oh, just kill everyone. Just massacre everyone. Just kill everything. It's like, yeah, that's it? Do your dragon stuff. Yeah. Naturally. And it's not even like asking advice about a particular thing. It's just solution to everything is kill everyone. Um, and then we, uh, where are we? Oh, then um, we cut to Kobayashi at work, and we get a little glimpse of her uh, work buddy, Takia, who is uh, her main work drinking buddy. They'll go out often after work and booze it up, because 
the plot of the story centers around it, Kobayashi gets drunk. I don't know frequently, but enjoys getting drunk. Enjoys getting trashed. Oh, it seems frequently. <laughs> yeah. If it was your significant other, you'd like be alarmed. She have a problem. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I would feel confident saying she's an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> um, Most of the plot revolves around dealing with her hangover, so. Th- that's true. That's a good point. Um, so yeah, Takia asks Kobayashi out to go drinking with him uh, after work, as I usually do. She's like, hey, why do you invite me? Like, why don't you invite a pretty girl? She's like, I'm not looking for a uh, Taiki says, like, I'm not looking for a date. I just want to hang out. You're, like, one of my buddies. Um, so it's nothing, like, weird. You can just, like, hang out and talk. And that's where we fe- uh, see uh, t- uh, got Dragon Maid. I'm already forgetting her name. It's slipping from me. Uh, <laughs> Toriyu is, uh, like, sneaking around, like, watching her, like, very protective of her, saying, like, I don't like this guy, like, for no other reason than he's near Ko- uh, Kobayashi and it's not her. Um, and they see her and they're like, hey, you can come out drinking with us, too. Like, we'll just have a good time. And when they go out, they're immediately just talking about work and just, like, complaining about stuff and just, like, venting steam about that. Uh, And then they get drunk. They get real drunk. And we find out where all the maid fandom comes from. I wouldn't say Kobayashi has a maid fetish, because that makes it sound sexual. She's, like, an otaku. She's, like, obsessed with maid culture and, like, the proper way maids, like, are presented and, like, the different uh, services they have to provide and do for the household and stuff. And, like, very particular. And we find out Takia, her buddy, is also super into maids. So they really bond over them and get, like, really into the nitty-gritty. And while they're drinking, Kobayashi gets much more assertive and aggressive and kind of violent i don't know um but it's definitely like a dramatic change of character yeah and and she's they start uh chastising taru for like her cosplay maid outfit like she looks like she works at a maid cafe because that's where she got it from um and like that's not a proper maid like you look ridiculous and kobayashi just rips the maid outfit off her just in the bar and i was like i i was like oh no her titties out in the bar Oh, no. it all out they're all out there stop <laughs> we also we also skipped over the very good quote uh you can't wear the same thing every day like some anime oh <laughs> yeah. i must have missed that that's that must have been because i wrote down the show is meta and i like it a little meta and yeah. i was like why did i write that down but that's probably why <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's self-aware <laughs> but not enough to like that's the point of the show so it doesn't mm-hmm. d- distract from it because it's um, a very ridiculous premise. To take it seriously at all would be to uh, ruin it. Yeah, you gotta be pretty yeah. tongue-in-cheek with this type of stuff. Uh, and they are, and it's great. Um, so, as they're leaving the bar, uh, Toru's carrying Kobayashi because she's just blackout drunk. Um, and she's talking to Takia, and he's he's still clearly drunk, but he's like holding himself. He's not like mm-hmm. nerding out like he was. Uh, and she's like, oh, I don't, if we're being honest, I don't like you, and I don't want you spending time with Kobayashi. And then she's like, and if we're being completely honest, and then turns into a dragon, like, and shows her, his, or shows him her true form. And she, and then. Power move! Boom! <laughs> uh, kind of as a threat, kind of like, watch yourself, and then takes off. And we see, uh, really quickly, she gets, like, a green tint around her. That's, uh, they explain it in a later episode, but that's their way of, like, essentially being invisible when they're in dragon mm-hmm. form in the city. Um, so that's her way of explaining it. Uh, yeah, she takes, uh, Kobayashi home, and, uh, so yeah, next morning, Kobayashi's nursing the hangover, and Toru's, uh, f- holding up the, or hanging the laundry, and, like, licking and sniffing her clothes, despite Kobayashi telling her not to, because Toru's a filthy degenerate. Um. <laughs> what? I don't, I don't know. I guess it's kind of gross, dragon but, like, rules. if it's... that's, if that's how, she, if that's how stains can get out of clothes, I mean... <laughs> If her spit takes stain out of clothes, stains out of clothes. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's weird because like how into her she is and the you know difference of dragon culture and human culture. It's just like, oh, this is odd. Yeah. Um, Your classic fish out of water story. Yeah. Sure. And Toru specifically says uh, she washes everything normally uh, after Kobayashi told her to, but she washes her delicates in her mouth. That's, that's a weird one. Yeah. <laughs> 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 So, um, Kobayashi goes to work, and Toru's hanging up the laundry to dry, and it's too cloudy and overcast to dry. So she's like, oh, I'll fix this. Gets on top of the roof and just shoots out laser beams, like fire breath laser beams into the sky that just wipes away all the clouds. 
Um, and it's at this moment we see, like, everyone looking up, like, what the hell just happened? Like, the weather's completely different. And we see a little girl saying, like, I know that dragon breath. So it kind of hints at more to come. Ooh, uh, spooky. Because that's all we see of her uh, at this time. <coughs> and uh, that's kind of it. So at the end of the day, too, uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for that episode. And then at the end of the day, Kobayashi comes back and lays in the bed. It's a long day. And we see Toru s- squeezing in the bed with her. Because it's a one-bedroom apartment. Um, and she's like, ah, fine, you can stay in the bed. Um, and it's at this point we see Toru have a nightmare. Kind of flashbacks of how she got injured. And how, like, the situation that led her, that led Kobayashi to saving her. Uh, and we'll find out more about that throughout the series, but right now it's just kind of like a nightmare, and Kobayashi kind of talks her back to sleep and comforts her. And at the very end, we see a little glimpse of Toru practicing her greetings of how to greet guest and Kobayashi when she comes back. So it's very, like, small segment uh, parts of just, like, their day-to-day life, and it's it's very nice. Uh, and that's pretty much yeah. episode one. Adorable. Yeah. Very precious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning of episode two... Toru decides to cook with her dragon breath because she doesn't think that uh, the the oven and stove are hot enough. My God. So she lights the kitchen on fire. As you do. Lit. <laughs> Shit's lit, fam. <laughs> Shit's lit. Um, so uh, Kobayashi and her go to the market. Mm-hmm. Kobayashi wants to go to like the supermarket. But Toru is kind of like, uh, I'd rather go to this, like, marketplace that I like. Like, the yeah. shopping district. Yeah. Yeah, the supermarket reminds her of a castle, and that is She's uh, bad for uh, dragons, <laughs> typically. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, they go there, and they go to all these, like, little individual stands, like the fish one, and everyone knows her. Everyone knows Toru, and everyone likes Toru. Everyone loves her. Yeah, right. and yeah, Kobayashi... They keep giving her free stuff. Yeah, yeah little, extra. little extra things. Winku. And, and Kobayashi's kind of like, how? Why? And Toru's <laughs> like, I, people are nice to me. <laughs> people are nice, I'm just, nice back. That's how you know, society yeah, works. I was kind of like, Kobayashi, Toru's nice. So people like her and give her free things. Like, sometimes that's what happens when you're nice to people. <laughs> Not that Kobayashi's, like, rude, but she's definitely just like, meh. She's, uh, I wouldn't say antisocial, but she won't go out of her way. Like, she's very practical, even in social media. Yeah. Um, so, while they're still out shopping, a thief comes and takes someone's purse. A purse snatcher. Purse snatcher. And, uh, Toru runs after him at, like, full speed, like, full dragon speed. And, uh, she stops him. Does she punch him? Yeah, I uh, well, briefly, she, uh, before she goes after him, she asks Kobayashi, like, hey, can I go after him? Like, I'm strong, can I stop him? Kobayashi's like, yeah, just don't make it clear that you're a dragon, like, don't go all out. And yeah, yeah she well, just jumps and shatters the cement underneath of her, because she jumps so fast. And yeah, just pops above him and decks him into the ground, and creates another crater into yeah. the ground. So everyone's kind of like, uh, whoa. But then they're like, yes, Toru, you did it. <laughs> Our you queen. Saved, yes, you saved queen. the purse. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. <laughs> um, if this anime was truly hip, they would have said that in this moment. <laughs> so, uh, mm, yeah. uh, a, little, a little suspicious there. <laughs> Disappointing. This anime's not hip enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> if I was doing, like, the the background for that show, I would have thrown in a yas queen. <laughs> Whether they kept it or not, that's up to them. That's up to them. Um, <laughs> It'd be in there. Yeah. Uh, but they get back to the apartment. And uh, another presumably dragon arrives at uh, Kobayashi's apartment. She's the little girl that saw uh, Toru's magical dragon breath that got rid of the clouds. Mm-hmm. So she gets to Kobayashi's apartment and she's like, I want you to break up with Toru. And she's like, what? Oh, uh, yeah, Toru's out right now shopping. Is like Yeah, she's not there. Yeah. Um, so Kobayashi's kind of like, what are you... Huh? Huh? Um, and then when Toru gets back, uh, we find out the new dragon's name is Kana. Mm-hmm. She's very cute, and she's she's like legitimately a child. <laughs> yeah, she's not. That's not just like her human form. Like she's actually a little kid. She's a young dragon. I I will say before Taru gets back, 
she call she says that Kobayashi seduced her, and that Miss Kobayashi yeah. is uh, a glasses wearing slut and a cuckold. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> God damn, like, Kana does not hold back. She is feisty. Yeah. Get this, get this child off Reddit. Calling <laughs> <laughs> her a cuck. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. Dang, I forgot that when uh, they leave the marketplace, they're holding hands. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that was very exciting to me. They She's held a- hands, like, all the way home. I forgot to mention that. Kobayashi's leading her away from the crowd, and then uh, Toru notices she's holding hands, and then Kobayashi squeezes her hand a little harder. She's kind of like, yeah, we can hold hands a little longer. And she's like, ooh. I Aww. love the gaze. <laughs> <laughs> They're so cute. It made me very happy, so I had to mention it. It's a very tender moment. I had to, I had to make a point of it. Yeah. More gals um, being pals. <laughs> more gals being pals. The sequel. Uh, um, so yeah, Kana. Yeah. Uh, and Kana calls... Toru Lady Toru. So, mm-hmm. like, it's a little glimpse of, like, Toru must be a big deal in this dragon world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was at this point where I was like, is she gonna start a dragon collection? <laughs> is that what this show is? Hmm. Collect them all. <laughs> Maybe. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Kana is in the human world because... Uh, she was exiled for uh, pulling a prank on the dragons. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I believe this is a reference. This is a reference to like a Japanese myth or legend of some kind, where it's like the playful dragon. Um, they they say exile and they kind of compare it to like time out. Like she's going to be here to think about what she does and then go back. Um, yeah, but I, they don't make it clear that they're not like, oh, this is the legend of so and so. But it's definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, meant to be an like an allusion to a Japanese myth of some kind. Hmm. Yeah, it sort of feels like uh, a lot of the dragons are based on like real mythical dragons. Yes. Because uh, we do see like uh, Quetzalcoatl uh, later on. Yeah. Yeah, they reference a later uh, later episode of like the Great World Tree of like Nordic myth and stuff. So it's mm. not even just Japanese myth; it's like all myths. Yeah, international. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm into it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. great. Um, cause I, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I just wrote down Kana did a bad and she can't go back. <laughs> she's not allowed to go home. It's, um, I'll, I'll point out, it's interesting. They say like, she's always pulling pranks in the dragon world. Cause she never does in this show. Like that's very much a characteristic. That's why I think it is a clear reference to a story. Cause it's no way, nowhere near her actual character in the rest of the series. So it's odd. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, like, in the rest of the episodes, she's kind of just, like, a little kid. Like, she's just chill. Yeah, yeah. that's how she is. Um, um, yeah. So, Kobayashi offers to let her live with her, and Kana's kind of like, mm, I don't know. Okay, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust you. And she's like, you don't, I don't have to. I don't have anywhere else to go, so I guess <laughs> I guess I'm here. Um, Kana wants to play outside with Toru and Kobayashi, which is super cute, because they're just, like, a little family. Mm-hmm. and i love it um <laughs> oh so we hmm. see uh initially kana starts like hitting kobayashi like trying to like shut her off but she's too weak she like ha- she has the proportional strength of a six-year-old or however young she's supposed to be <laughs> uh and then we see the beginning of this segment she has her tail plugged into an outlet oh yeah she can like charge up with electricity yeah because she needs the energy yeah, yeah that's where she gets all her energy from uh so Toru kind of just flies them out to the first random field she finds. Yeah. Uh, and Kobayashi's kind of just like, okay, you guys play. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> oh, and God. then Toru and Kana just go at each other. Mm-hmm. Buck wild. <laughs> yeah, full on uh, uh, shounen uh, fight stuff. Dragon Ball Z level. Intense. Yeah. They're just trying to like overpower each other. And that's just like, they're just cats. They're horsing around. <laughs> They're just extreme cats. A little roughhousing. And this, this wakes Kobayashi up because a nuke yeah. just went off by her head. Like, <laughs> and she's like, what the fuck? She doesn't say that. But essentially, she's like, she it's wanted to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, I'm looking at the wiki and my notes. <laughs> she pretty much says, like, you can't go all out. She even says, like, are we still in Japan? And Toru's kind of like, uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I so, just... I just landed in the first field I saw. Yeah, so we don't actually know if this uh, is the real world or their world. They are, like, yeah. Uh, dragons, like, in or on Earth, at least, are, like, 
destroy the world powerful. Like, mm-hmm. they're super powerful. Yeah. And she says, like, you can't roughhouse like that. It's like, well, everyone yeah. can in my world. Like, even humans can do that. She's like, they can't do it here. And she's like, oh, no, I saw people on TV having this power level. And Kobayashi has to explain what fiction is. And, like, that's TV. It's not real. Like, we, we can't do that. No one can do that. And yeah. they get sad. Because yeah. apparently humans in their world are that powerful. Which sort of hints to their conflict with the humans. Wizards. Gods. Yeah. All that. Yeah. So, um, at the next day, mm-hmm. uh, Toru takes Kana out on the town. And uh, it's kind of just a montage of Kana pointing to things and being like, what's that? And Toru being like, oh, it's this. And I was just like, where are you guys getting the money? To buy these sweets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's like, well, she's like, oh, what's that? It's like, oh, that's a car. It's like, how do you drive? It's like, ah. So, like, Toru knows, like, enough. She knows, like, not yeah. enough to function, but not a ton. Yeah, yeah, she has been in this world for, like, two days. And yeah. knows the approximate knowledge of someone who's been in this world for two days. Yeah. And they come across a seesaw at a playground. And Kana says, what is that? And Toru's like, huh. And she kind of looks at it and she's like, oh, it's a catapult. Mm-hmm. Duh. It's how the they, young like, ones learn. Yeah. Taking down aerial targets. And then she's um, like, oh, what's that? It's like, oh, that's an ice cream stand and a crepe stand. I'm like, oh, you know a lot. Of, you got the food down. You don't know what a catapult is. She likes the sweets. Um, so Kana, she, let's see. I'm trying to remember exactly what happens here. Because I'm just reading the wiki and I'm like, when? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, Kana, it says, Kana asked Toru about the lack of dragons in the world. Yeah. Asked, I remember, I remember Toru talking about why she came to the real, real world, the human world. Because mm-hmm. she was just kind of like, I needed peace. I wanted to find some peace. And Kana reveals that people think that Toru is dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because sort uh, of but that. She essentially, she essentially faked her death to go to the human world and try and find some peace. Yeah, in that nightmare we saw in the first episode, it seems like some sword wound uh, was the last thing most people have seen of her in the dragon world. Uh, So she is recovered, but needed a break. So she basically retired to the human world. Retired dragon. Mm -hmm. Just grandpa dragon. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, she, she says that Kobayashi saved her, which is very sweet. Um, yeah. and, uh, they want to go see Kobayashi work, so, uh, Kana doesn't know how to do, like, the no detection spell thing, mm-hmm. so Toru does it for her, and then Kana goes into her dragon form, and it's super cute. It's all big She's and fuzzy. super cute. Yeah, a little, little soft little baby. Fuzzy. Little baby. <laughs> yeah. We actually and they see... just watch Kobayashi work. We see glimpses of all the dragon forms, um, briefly in the opening <coughs> sequence. Uh, during the oh. song montage. I didn't notice. Very quick. Very brief. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they watch Kobayashi work and Kobayashi kind of sees them and she's like, huh? <laughs> you will. But no one, no one else can see them, so. <laughs> they're still um, f- in dragon form, but they're like far away behind clouds and stuff, so. Yeah. But it's just a, it's just a cute little ending. It's and bonding. it's just, they are just like a little family of like, like when Kobayashi was leaving in the morning, she was just like, all right. I'm going to work, guys. Have a good day. And it's just cute. I love it. <laughs> it was kind of interesting because it's the scene before that is like kind of saying, like, I don't trust you. And Kobayashi saying, like, you don't have to trust us. You can just live here and, like, be safe. Like, don't have to try and rough it on the streets. And cut to the next scene of her leaving work in the morning and Kana's, like, clinging to her leg. Like, no, yeah. don't go. Yeah. It's so cute. So they bonded real quick. There was actually a small... A uh, very small segment of Kobayashi just throwing food out and uh, Kana like catching it in her mouth like in the air. Oh yeah. Kobayashi's like, "Am I am I domesticating her with food like a, like an animal?" <laughs> like, yeah, kind of. Yeah, whatever works. <laughs> Don't make this murder god uh, murder you <laughs> yeah. in any way you see fit. I mean, but yeah, they kind of like cats. Episode two is just um, cute, cute <coughs> little, cute little <laughs> moments. The family Did- grows. The yeah. family grows. They got the a baby now. The collection begins. <laughs> got a nuclear family forming. So yeah, uh, when you get a collection, you need to uh, expand your storage space. And that's where we start in episode three. 
because uh, uh, in the opening we see uh, Kobayashi sort of trying to do her morning routine before work and just uh, trampling the dragons as she tries to like wake up in the morning she mm-hmm. goes into the bathroom and they're just also there like uh trying to get ready and she says oh god we can't have three people in this small one bedroom it's time to upgrade it's so each other so they're on the hunt for a new apartment mm-hmm. i do have the note it just says toru's titties omg <laughs> because they do that that thing of like like Kobayashi's in the fridge, and then Toru's titties like Boom. lay on her head. Yeah, they're the ones that have like their own, their own kind of gravity. They abide by no other laws of physics. And they just go nah. wild. <laughs> Those yeah. D for dragon boobs. <laughs> I think uh, she they, specifies they exist in the boob dimension where gravity <laughs> is different. Yeah. <laughs> Anything is possible. Yeah, I think it was either this episode or maybe last episode. They even specify like you're not a D cup. She's like, well, D for dragon. So I'm a deco. It's like, that's not, it's not how this that's works. Not how it, okay. <laughs> so even though she says that, it's like, that's still not the right size. So yeah, we get, uh, we get, of course, some, some, uh, anime titty stuff as, mm-hmm. as you do. Uh, but, uh, they are starting to look for a new, uh, three bedroom so they can all have space. Um, yeah. So they go shop around, they see most of these places are boring and they look the same. So it doesn't really matter. But they found one place that has a shared common area on the roof. And uh, and the the dragon girls are super excited to have like a big open space for themselves. So they pick that one. And they start uh, going through their packing. They gotta get their old apartment ready to move. So yeah. as they are packing up all their things, uh, we get a glimpse into... The dragon lifestyle of where they live. Uh, because uh, basically, uh, Toru says that once you settle down as a dragon, uh, since you can't really get like a nice open space to yourself, humans will start trying to kill you because you are now the dragon that lives in the ruins, or the dragon in the cave, or the mm-hmm. dragon in the woods. So, uh, or the dragon in the dungeon. Haha. <laughs> Like Dungeons and Dragons. Oh. <laughs> All right, Premier. thank you for joining us this week. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, we we sort of get to uh, see how they live, and Toru uh, turns that around by shaming Kobayashi for the slobby living that she has of just <laughs> you. You just leave your shit everywhere. You you're, have a bunch a of beer cans around because again you're an alcoholic <laughs> your books are all disorganized and all this stuff she's like yes yeah, that's, that's why i live alone like no one gives me shit for my trash yeah <laughs> i i don't have anyone to impress <laughs> for somebody uh, who's so obsessed with maids you think she'd be a little cleaner well as someone who's so obsessed with maids she wants someone else to do it <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, and and yeah. she even turns it around on Toru and is like, "Oh well, I'm leaving it messy for you because I love when you clean, darling." Uh, yeah. and, and Toru babe. is so excited. You're so much better at cleaning than I am, babe. <laughs> it just falls for it flat out because she doesn't love cleaning. She just loves Kobayashi and anything that makes her happy. Yeah, and we'll do anything for her. Yeah. Uh, so they start to clean up, start packing up the rooms, and, oh. uh, uh, Us, they talk, like, about the dragon's hygiene, and how, um, oh, yeah, that's right, around this time, because, um, yeah. like, how hard it must be to clean a dragon's body being that big, and she's like, yeah, it usually is, you usually pick stuff out of your teeth, like, what about bacteria, it's like, eh, it's too small, it doesn't affect us, um, like, yeah, but sometimes, like, you'll help another I... dragon clean themselves and, like, lick each other, and... Yeah, so just very much they are cats. Yeah. Yeah, but I was also kind of just thinking, like, that's not how bacteria works. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's still there. No, it's, no, it's too small. It's too small. It doesn't affect them. Doesn't uh, matter. It's too tiny. Uh, <laughs> can't hurt me. Mad- magic. Yeah, you know, uh, dragon magic. Dragon magic. They, they have another force field just for bacteria. Yeah, sure. Why not? Wow. <laughs> wow. So they start packing up, and uh, 
in the closet, Toru finds an old maid outfit that uh, Kobayashi had uh, that she tried on and then immediately saw her reflection and was like, nope, not for me. Mm. <laughs> it's not what an ideal maid looks like. Yeah. But, they also found baby Kobayashi pics. Yeah, yeah, photo album. They get distracted and l- looking at the little baby Kobayashi. And I love it. And Kobayashi's like, don't get distracted. And then immediately <laughs> starts reading some like manga on her bookshelf. She gets distracted too, yeah. I wrote down a quote from Toru of like, uh, those dead fish eyes are so cute. Talking yeah. about baby Kobayashi. <laughs> her dead soulless eyes. Uh, so pure that <laughs> those youthful photos. Adorable. But yeah, so uh they they pack up all their stuff, uh they they get moving, uh and uh the room configuration, uh uh I I forget little 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 dragon's name. Uh Kana. Kana. Uh yeah, Kana and Toru are sharing a room. Which I thought they were each going to get their own room because they got a three bedroom, but all right, that's fine. Have an office, you greedy. <laughs> well, you know, you can't have it all. Maybe with the outdoor space, this one didn't come with three bedrooms or something. I don't know. No, they turned one of the bedrooms into an office. Uh, I mean, oh, specifically? Yeah, they say, I'll take notice. this room, this one will be the office, and you two can share this room. It's oh, like, I hey, come that. on, that's... Maybe maybe we didn't see how small the office was. Maybe it couldn't fit a bed in there. I don't oh, know. Oh, it mean, was big. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, I'm sleeping in an office. It's just with a bed in it. Yeah, so, like, well, it I work. guess some places consider it like an office rather than a bedroom. But still, like... It's probably Kobayashi just being selfish. Yeah. But yeah. Let's, We've yeah, established so, she's not great. Yeah. <laughs> as someone who watched all the series, she doesn't take her home, or her work home with her. Like, she's not doing work at home. You're just drinking. <laughs> yeah. Her office is just refrigerators. This is, <laughs> this is the bar room. Yeah. That would like make more SpongeBob, sense. Like in SpongeBob, when, when Patrick goes to work and his briefcase is just full of donuts and ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot your briefcase. Basically. <laughs> oh, jeez. But yeah, so uh, uh, selfish rooms aside, uh, they are so excited to finally have a room of their own. Since dragons can't settle down, this is their like first permanent residence, and it's very cute. Yeah. Yeah, they're excited. They're flopping around on the bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so, uh, so now finally moved in, uh, Kobayashi is taking a bath, and Toru, of course, has to come in and says, oh, well, uh, let me let me help scrub your back, because you love when I help you clean, right? And Wink. Kobayashi is like, uh, you turned my logic, my selfish logic <laughs> against me, I guess. I'll give you this win. And we also have to meet our one bathroom washing someone else's back scene quota per anime. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, you... Basically, when they establish there's a titty wobble in the first 30 seconds, you're going to have a bathroom scene within the next five episodes. Yeah. If there's, like, a a rule of, like, the uh, laws of gravity sort of thing for anime, that is on that list. (laughs) I will say this show... It's kind of sweet, though. The the scene is, like, sweet. It's not, like... Yeah, it's not pervy, but still. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's hard for me to describe this show because like it's definitely got fan service in it like it's definitely yeah. fan servicey but it's like innocent fan service like I don't know how to describe it it's like it's not lustful and like leering at them it's kind of like Toru's got bit tickled bitties like it's gotta happen <laughs> yeah like you you gotta have it but it's it's not like overtly sexual I mean besides putting her underwear in her mouth all the time I guess sure. Uh, but yeah. sure. Yeah, so sometimes it's like, hmm, that's a little uh, that's a little bit much, but it's not like too lusty and leering. So yeah. I'll yeah. I'll give it a pass. There's a lot. <laughs> We've seen worse offenders here. It's true. <laughs> <Girl like a>, <laughs> 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 uh. But yeah, uh so while they're in the bath together, uh they sort of go over like Oh, so in your human form, is it easier to clean? And she's like, yeah, it's it's easier to, since everything's smaller, but it's still, you don't get that, like, full clean feeling. 
And you can tell she's very mixed about being in human form. Because uh, it has its ups and downs. Yeah, it's not her first choice. Yeah, so after this interaction, Kobayashi says, like, hey, let me let me take you up to the roof. And, and hoses her down in dragon form. And returns the favor in a, a so cute scene. Cute. And she's like, yeah, it's like washing a car. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. On the roof. Um, yeah, when uh, Kobayashi says that, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll wash you back like up on the roof. Uh, Toru is like already stripping out of her maid outfit, like before she's even out the door. Like she is so. <laughs> she's ready like, for oh that. yeah, okay. <laughs> My dream. It's weird because like I think their growing relationship is super cute and like the family aspect of it, but at the same time there are those moments where you're kind of like, oh, they're kind of like pets also. <laughs> yeah, which is a little weird. Like having to take them out to play and having to take her up to the roof to clean her. Yeah, there's a bunch of mixed metaphors with these uh, uh, dynamics that they're yeah. setting up. Oh boy, if you're if those are mixed now, <laughs> uh, uh, it gets weirder. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, the next day or later on, not timeline is a little. Eh, it might be the next day. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, Kobayashi wakes up. Yeah. So, well, yeah, next uh, she wakes up, and if it is the next day, we miss the drinking scene because you never know. After Perfect has... Blue. Waking up and stuff, you never know what day it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because uh, she wakes up with a big old hangover. And uh, new building, new sounds, gotta deal with all those noisy neighbors. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, Toru's like, oh yeah, want me to go kill him? And she's like, no. Uh, let's <laughs> let's just, don't... uh, <laughs> first line of defense, let's talk to them. <laughs> they are people and our neighbors. Let's I roll diplomacy. Them. Yeah, it's like playing D anD D. Can I kill them? No, no, hey, just wait. Oh, no, Maybe wait. we'll yeah, talk. Hold on, they might be nice. <laughs> Keep that in your back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like though. Miss Kobayashi says like, um, make sure your horns and stuff aren't like obvious. Like, try and hide those horns. Proceeds to do absolutely nothing to hide her appearance. She's yeah, still the same. She's uh, <laughs> totally chill with that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, she goes over to the first neighbor, who's just this uh, nice, older, not even older, just a nice woman who's doing cooking and is mm-hmm. somehow making a racket. Uh, and it's like, oh, can you keep it down? Okay. Uh, goes to the next neighbor, who is a metal musician, who is just blasting death metal. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, oh, you sound like Satan. And he's like, thank you very much. It's <laughs> uh, the highest compliment I've ever gotten. Thank you so much. <laughs> Uh, and then goes to the upstairs neighbor, who is a woodcarver, who just makes uh, wooden figures and needs to, like, drill and do all that uh, noisy stuff for work. So it it's sort of conflict of who's making the most noise, who's uh, being the most annoying. And Kobayashi just comes out and is like, hey, let's just make a schedule. Uh, I don't, I, since I live in a constant state of hungover, um, I, I can't really fault you for doing your everyday life, so let's just make a schedule and then wear earplugs whenever someone's too loud. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I also kind fine. of like, they show, like, just how likable Toru is, because all of these people, they are arguing with each other. Not her. They're never like... Oh, this is your fault because you came and said that we were all being loud. It wasn't a problem before. Toru was just like, "Hey, why are you arguing?" And they were just like, "Sorry, Toru." Yeah, there. Everyone immediately falls in love with her. <laughs> sorry, my precious angel from above. I didn't mean to disturb you. <laughs> I'm so we sorry. wronged you, newest person in the building. <laughs> but then we also get a bit of the dynamic of like everyone loves Toru and she's able to like talk to them and they all agree like, "Hey, we'll try and keep it down." But then they start blaming each other. Uh, but then we see, like, the practical logic of Kobayashi saying, like, hey, like, it's great that you're all, like, talking now, but here's, like, an actual solution to our problems. Mm-hmm. So because, she's very much uh, the adult still. Because Toru was like, wow, they're fighting. Let me just kill them and <laughs> make it real easy. <laughs> yeah, just whips out that out. dragon claw, and then Kobayashi's <laughs> like, nope, nope, schedule, hey, schedule. Hey. <laughs> diplomacy, diplomacy. <laughs> so despite being consistently drunk most of the time or hungover, She's still very much the adult. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, then the next day at work, uh, there is a a work party, some uh, flower viewing. Ugh. 
so naturally Kobayashi is like, uh, nope, I don't, I don't care for work interactions at all. Can I drink a flower? No, then I do not care. <laughs> yeah, I can't get drunk off of daisies. Uh, so yeah, uh, she's like, okay, I need a valid excuse to get out of this. So let's throw a party at my apartment. And, uh, uh, invites people over from work. And when she talks to, uh, the dragons, they're like, yeah, can we invite our friends? And she's like, sure, fine. As long as they aren't, you know, pillaging and murdering and doing their yeah. dragon stuff. Well, because Toru's like, if you're going to invite your friend that I literally hate, <laughs> can I please invite someone I like? And Kobayashi's like, yeah, that's fair. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, they, uh, they get ready for this party and then mm-hmm. all the dragon friends start arriving. Uh, we have Fafnir, who is uh, just immediately open the door and this purple demon is standing there so uh toru's like hey can you can you just be a human real quick just it i know it's 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 my master's house you gotta follow the rules it sucks uh i get it believe me so yeah he he turns into this just emo dude in a suit and he he turns into a baller because uh toru says like turn into the picture i sent you earlier so oh, Toru yeah. specifically told him, like, this is what you should look like. Gotta keep the aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> Tone. Uh, so, yeah, we another dragon is in the mix. <laughs> A yeah. new challenger emerges. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. The collection dun, grows. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he, he is super emo. He was the one that was suggesting to just kill them all on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he... He's not into humans. He's apparently a cursed dragon that guards treasure, so he doesn't get out much. Nah. He's the actual only dragon I actually knew. Like, I've heard the name before from, I think, Nordic Myths. Mm-hmm. So he's mm-hmm. the only one I knew before going into this. Yeah, and the only one I knew going into this is the other dragon that uh, approaches, that is Quetzalcoatl, uh, who in human form is just the... Uh, least clothed uh, hot anime babe that you expect. Just... This is the cosplay I usually see because it is very yeah. easy. Yeah, just like rainbow hair, a trucker hat, uh, a big old a black tank top, and pink yeah. shorts. Pretty shorts. She's a uh... huge, huge titty. Just big old titty. She's yeah, fan service personified. Yeah, anime thought... capital A anime babe here. Yeah. If you thought that Toru's D for dragon titties were big, Kobayashi. Mm, she got nah. W for wife. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> She's got W for why aren't you wearing more clothing? Damn. Yeah. But, yeah Ko- Kobayashi, Kobayashi is like, hey, uh, are you are you are you for real? <laughs> C- come like- on, guys. Leave her alone. That's what she wants yeah. to wear. It's how she's comfortable. Don't slut shame her, Kobayashi. <laughs> yeah, you literally got slut shamed in like the last episode. Oh god. So yeah, uh, she she <laughs> drops the the anger real quick, but uh, yeah, the gang's all there. Uh, yeah. Uh, the work friend, uh, what's his name? Takia. Takia. Takia is there. Uh, so he's. Uh, he's playing a, a like demon Dark Souls uh, clone with uh, Fafnir, who gets super into it. Mm-hmm. Um, the beginning of an obsession. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, he he is getting into it deep, which is kind of weird because he's like, "Oh, humans always kill demons," and then he's a human killing demons. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's a fun parallel, and um. Yeah, they uh, start drinking. Uh, mm-hmm. Quetzalcoatl uh, apparently was cursed with alcohol because uh, early on it's established that uh, dragons can sometimes give in to their impulses and that will lead to their downfall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is a reference to uh, Quetzalcoatl who uh, drank a cursed beer and was killed or hurt something. Yeah, I forget Aww. exactly how. Because uh, Toru even says she used to be a goddess. Like, she wasn't just, like, some dragon. Like, she was fucking way up there. She was real powerful. Yeah. But, yeah, this, like, knocked her down somehow. 
But yeah, so they all get drunk, and uh, Kobayashi rants about maids some more. And, As you do when you're drunk. Yeah. And, and butlers. Yeah, and that's sort of where we end up. Yeah, it was very sudden, the ending. I was just like, wow, a lot's happening. And then it was over, and I was like, <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, the gang's all here, and that's that's what they needed to establish. And it was yeah. a fun party. Yeah, this is the bulk of the cast. There's still like maybe like one or two other characters, but this is like most of them. So we got introduced pretty early. Yeah. Sweet. So, how'd you like it? <laughs> Are we there yet? Um, I don't know if we're there, <laughs> if we're there yet. How long is it? Uh, this is about like 12 seasons, or 12 seasons. <laughs> oh, no. It's real long. <laughs> no, it's uh, about like 12 episodes. I believe there's a second season coming out, because there is still a manga ongoing. So, mm-hmm. but I don't know. All right. It's not out yet, like we said. It's uh, still a newish show, so only one season out. I'm not, I'm not the one we care about, but having not seen it and also having it be so short, I'd probably finish it. Yeah, it's a good. Time. Like if I'm just sitting there and being like, "What should, what should I do? Hmm, maybe I'll watch an episode." I will say that kind of thing. As a little teaser, there is a dodgeball episode that. They bring on all the other dragons for and just fucking go all out. <laughs> so that's a fun oh, time. Man. Yeah, like I was definitely enjoying. It's it's a fun, lighthearted thing of yeah, uh, fish out of water, dragons in the human world. Um, I I think it. I was getting a little tired of it uh, after three episodes of like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, you don't understand human culture. We got it. We've seen this show. A million times. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was definitely fun. It was definitely cute. And they were definitely building up to have like deeper connections because we we're starting to see that Toru like had some like traumatic stuff happen in the dragon world and uh, doesn't want that to continue and actually taking care of each other and all that fun stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, based on the first two episodes, the pattern of like, one dragon shows up, doesn't know how human culture works, has to get taught. Second episode, another dragon shows up, doesn't know how the human world works, <laughs> has to get taught. And now we have two more dragons show up who don't know how the human yeah. world works. And I assume yeah. in episode four, they need to get taught. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, I, I get the formula i have seen it before so i don't think enough was brought to it for it to be like innovative and interesting enough to really grab my attention for the whole Mm. series but i definitely enjoyed the these episodes so i will Mm. say i may not continue but i did like what we watched so far Another new one. I won't keep watching, but I did like it. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed it for what I saw. Sure. <laughs> this, the, our chart is getting wildly out of proportion with options. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to put it under no, but it was, it was a good time. It wasn't um, a yeah. hard no. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, a... reluctant no. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say we do get another dragon character later. Um, we see her in the opening sequence. She's the one with like the singular horn coming out of her forehead with mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. kind of a fish tail. Um, so yeah, that goes through the whole romp of like new dragon. Gotta teach them how the world works. So yeah, it's you saw the basic formula. Not much. The, no more dragons get introduced after that. Like that's the whole cast. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is you know basically fish out of water for the most part of like. How how our world works versus how this world works. We find out that the new dragon's a light, good dragon. Like, there's good and evil dragons. Like, there's different uh, teams of them, sort of. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, there is more. But, you know, from what I've seen from the first season, the, yeah, this is it. So, you got your full um, <laughs> full look of what it is and will be. So Yeah. It, yeah. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. That, that's all it's meant to be. There's no hard-hitting story with this. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I, I, I had fun. We watched a cute show and that's what matters. Yeah. Yeah. And now you got some, you know, references for why everyone's dressed up like these weird specific maids or weird tank top trucker ladies at anime conventions. (laughs) (laughs) That will be my next cosplay. Tank top trucker ladies. Perfect. (laughs) I'll go as Kana and make everyone feel weird. 
Love it. <laughs> uh, fantastic. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, looking forward. Uh, what uh, I believe, Dana, you have the next pick. What's going yeah. on next week? We're going to watch the first three episodes of Puella Magi Ma- No, Puella... What are the words? <laughs> Take it's deep. a tongue twister. Dig deep. Hold on. <laughs> I got him. You want me to cover? I was right. Puella Magi Modica Magica. There you go. I thought it was two P's and then the two M's. Nah. Got it. But Modica Magica is what most people call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to watch the first three episodes. Another cute show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cute. It's, it's uh, cute. I enjoy the animation style. Uh, this is one we actually both had on our list. Yeah. So we've both seen this. Yay, We're looking teamwork. forward to it. Ah, uh, yeah, this is going to be a good one. Thank you all for joining us on this week's episode of Are We There Yet? Uh, we need to say thank you to Camille Ruley for our artwork and to Louis Zong for our theme music stories off the album Beats. You can find all of Louis's music at louiszong.bandcamp.com. And we hope you'll join us next week when we learn to live with animals. So long. Farewell.